coming in. Keep it locked right here. You are listening to MTMB Sports. You know, guys, I always speak about the journey, the people that I've met, you know, the relationships that I have formed. And I was able to, you know, meet Michael due to my sis, Venora. Thank you, sis. We were both working um, the WNBA finals together. And I went up to him. I said, hey, I'm C. And, you know, we exchanged social media and... Um, I wanted to know his journey. You know, I see his work on Instagram. I see that he is not shy. I see that he puts himself out there and that's something that I definitely admired about his type of work. Um, so I got the courage one day and asked him if he would like to be an interview. I got way more than I expected. The experiences that he shared, the information that he shared, and I'm forever grateful for that. So. If everyone wants to hear this interview, let's get right into it. Introducing Michael Lyle Jr. Out of adversity and trauma, challenges and hardship, from the streets of Kansas City, a shoe company was born. Birth from the desire to serve others and provide high quality cleats and sneakers at an affordable price, we present to you, Ozell Brand. It's not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. Order now at OzellBrand.com. Hey guys, welcome back to Sports Talk with C. Your girl is back with another episode. We are at episode 99 and I got a broadcaster, radio host, reporter, journalist, anything you can name. But before we get into that interview with Michael Lyle Jr., let's take a short break. Good afternoon, Lyle. Thank you for coming on Sports Talk with C. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great, C. Thanks for having me. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. You know, long morning, but now I'm good. We're about to, you know, <laughs> dive all into your life. So I'm doing good. So tell us who you are and where you're from. Well, as you know, my name is Michael. Last name is Lyle. Let me just give you my full name, Michael Lyle Jr. Originally from New Jersey, born and raised, um, grew up in New Jersey, went away to college in the late 90s to Howard University. Got my Howard University, by the way, it's in March Madness this year, I should add. <laughs> First time in 31 years, we quenched a birth in the tournament. So I went to school there and got my bachelor's in 2003. And then from there, I moved to Connecticut and started my professional career at ESPN. I worked there for six years. And then afterwards, I started doing local work in Connecticut as a radio broadcaster, reporter, and a newspaper writer. So I was there for almost 20 years. And about four months ago, I got a new opportunity out here in Colorado, where I'm at now, where I work as a news anchor and a host here for KUNC in Greeley, which is just north of Denver. Okay. 
Wow. So it's been quite a journey. I like it. All the way east to come to the west. Okay. So when you first went to Howard University, what did you study? I studied journalism. I, okay. was, in the, I was in the media. I was actually a reporter. Uh, I did a lot of reporting for the school newspaper. I also did a freelance gig with the Washington Times newspaper. I covered the football team in my senior year there. So that was one of my big time exposures that I had with working with a major outlet in DC. Okay. And, and it just snowballed from there. I did internships around the city for local outlets, uh, for local radio stations. WTOP was one of them that I did an internship with. And I just kind of just developed my craft when I was a student because I really wanted to be involved in this industry when I got my degree from Howard. And I did not want to wait until years later to say, okay, here's what I want to do with myself. So I had a vision and a plan before I graduated. Okay, almost so almost thirty years later, I'm still here. Nice, I love it. That that gives me hope, you know, and in the <laughs> long run. But what made you want to be a journalist? I've always wanted to be a journalist since I was in high school. I wrote for my school newspaper. I was a sports junkie. I still am a sports junkie to an extent now. Um, but I really, really wanted to be in sports media when I was in high school, and that was something I had saw as a career when I was going through the ringers of being a high school reporter. And I said, this is what I want to do when I get out in the field and get into the working world. And even though the objective has changed a little bit, I still dibble and dabble in sports media, maybe not mm-hmm. as much now, but I still do attend, so, uh, uh, still occasionally cover sports. Like for example, we have March Madness coming out here to Denver this week. So I'll be covering those games on Friday nice. and Sunday. And this is my favorite time of the year as is. So I'm a big time college right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Especially now where I said my alma mater is in the field this year. It makes right. it even more special That's to be dope. involved in this. Yes. So since you were a sports junkie and, you know, you wanted to be in the sports media as a reporter, what do you like to cover more as far as sports wise? I like to cover sports, but I like to mix it up, though, because I think this industry... Like- sports as in all sports or do you have a specific sport that well you i love color well i i love covering basketball but okay. i can cover other sports though basketball okay. is my favorite sport all time but okay, i cover perfect. other sports i like to diversify my backgrounds so i focus on basketball but i like to cover football baseball hockey soccer tennis golf and polo i just recently oh, wow. started getting into polo now yeah now i'm getting into polo a lot more these days <laughs> When I, was in, when I was in Connecticut, I went to four polo matches last fall, and I said, wow, now I can see myself getting into polo. That's, so when you speak about um, getting, you know, you said you love basketball, but you wanted to, you know, cover all sports just to have a background in different type of sports. How important is that um, being knowledgeable in other sports when you're trying to be a reporter? It's very important because okay. if you want to be in the business, you have to be diverse in your coverage. Everybody okay. wants to cover the basics. They want to cover basketball. They want to cover football. They want to cover uh, baseball. They want to cover all the traditional sports that we talk about regularly. But it's also going to have a mindset and the vision that you can do other things besides those. Because, for example, when the pandemic started in 2020, when the sports world shut down, there was no sports to cover. But there right. are other avenues you could pursue that make a sports story manifest, even though there was no sports being played per se. So that's right. where you can look at the other sports that are non-traditional, like golf or right. rugby or soccer. This is what helps you, and it shows that you are immersed in all the area, in every sports area, because 
this is what companies want to see when they look to hire you, especially for a job in the media industry. And if you're looking to get into sports, they want to see what, what else you can do besides just doing basketball and football and the basics. They okay. want somebody who could be almost a jack of all trades when it comes to doing sports, pretty much. That's true. So you said you worked for ESPN. You know, everyone, a lot of people's dreams, I can't say everyone, is to eventually have a gig with ESPN. I know that's been my longtime goal. You know, I envision that I'm going to have my own talk show for ESPN. So just speak about the journey and the work that you um, put into to get to that point in your life. Well, first of all, if that's your goal, then I say pursue that goal, my sister. Don't of have course. To stop you. Oh, I'm you know, not. Sports talk, Trust go. me. Then go. I know the industry has changed, but there's opportunity still because, as you know, there's a lot more women getting into the sports business now. So mm -hmm. this is opening doors for you. Yes, it is. And I appreciate those ladies and the men that set the tone for um, women and women of color to be able to be part of this industry. So shout right. out to everyone that has helped pave the way. So I say definitely go and pursue that. If that's what your goal is. Yeah. Thank support you. On that. I'd like to see more of y'all in this business anyway. So the more, the merrier. So but, if you could uh, just speak on that journey that it took, the hard work that you put in, the ups and downs, and how did you push through? Oh, it was a lot. Um, there was a lot of, let's put it this way. When you work in the business, as long as I've been involved in it, you are going to definitely have to go through some trials and tribulations. That's just right. the way it is in life. Um, I was laid off after six years and I was out looking for work for three and a half years. I was still wow. doing freelance work in between all that, but I took some jobs that were very humbling, if you will, to let me know that there's, there's if this is what you want to do. Right. Sometimes you have to make sacrifices to get where mm -hmm. you want to be. It's not going to always be easy. So I didn't give up though. I kept going. And even though there was thoughts that maybe I should give up because it wasn't making any, it was, I wasn't going anywhere, but I didn't give up on my dreams, on my dreams because I really wanted to be a part of this. And I knew that eventually something was going to break through because I've always told young professionals like yourself and others, persistency is what matters. And if you okay. are really persistent about what you want to do, yes, it's going to take time. Yes, you'll have to make sacrifices. Yes. Not everybody's going to make the money like you want to make it because that's just what we want to do. We got to eat, pay bills, et cetera. But eventually the work you put in and the hard work you put in is eventually going to make it where you will get what you want to get out of it. And it will happen. It takes time too. It doesn't happen overnight. Everybody's path is different. Everybody right. has a different path. Some have a path that takes a little bit a shorter time than others. Maybe it takes a little longer for others, but eventually it will happen. And can you speak to the nerves that you were feeling um, when you had to report? Like, I know you did it in college, but I know once you get to the professional level, um, it may be a little different. So if you were ever nervous, how did you get through those nerves um, when you covered your first professional game? Always nerves because it's my first time. It's like anything mm -hmm. else in life. It's your first time at something. You don't know what's going to happen. You're afraid to screw up. You don't right. know when people are going to say, oh, this guy's awful. He sounds like garbage. This guy's <laughs> oh, oh, just you like me. <laughs> you, no, I'm just saying that there's always criticism from all angles. And people are, and sometimes we could be our own worst critic too. Not yes, just for the outsiders say. Mm -hmm. I think even we could be worse than what anyone else says about our performance. Right. <laughs> so That's I was. True. 
Yeah, so I was thinking of like maybe this is I hope I don't screw up. And I think that's the problem when you have those nerves is that you are afraid that you're going to make the mistake. And that usually is what happens. You have those nerves. You ultimately find a way to mess up something, but you learn over the course of time. And I've learned in this business, the more you do something, the better you get at it. It's like my Taekwondo instructor once told me, it's not about practice makes perfect. It's practice makes permanent. Because eventually you get into a rhythm of doing the same thing regularly and you get into a theme of it and you get into a flow a rhythm and it just sticks with you and even if you take some time off or lapse from what you've been doing you go back into it and you say oh i remember this now that's how right. this is done. so i've learned over the years that even when i and even today see i still make mistakes okay i've been in this business almost 30 years i still tend to make mistakes on the air it's human nature we all make mistakes we're not perfect <laughs> but you live and you learn from those mistakes right, right. So it's like one of my former colleagues once told me, just think of yourself as a baseball hitter. You come up to the plate and you try to hit a home run the first time up or you might hit a single or you strike out. The mind mm -hmm. says, okay, you probably made a mistake and you struck out at that at that at bat. But then right. you come back up in the next two or three innings later and then guess what you're going to do? You're going to deliver and come through. Right. So I like to use those sports analogies as a way of making myself better at what I do. And it keeps me my it keeps me focused. Like, okay, think of yourself as a sports athlete. Okay, you made a mistake, you, you committed a turnover, but then okay, you learn. Make from it up mistake. on the other end. Yeah. Make it up on the other end, make it make a defensive play or a key stop or make it offensive or something to make right. it for that play and then keep going. Right. See with That's me, it. it's like when like watching it, you know, I never played and I'm just a fan. So when you know my like you said you're you you are your biggest critic because i am what i call it the fan experience for me you know because i'm such a huge basketball fan so how i write my paper my article excuse me how i talk about it it's all coming from like a, a fan experience so when i'm in those rooms i'm like nah i can't ask that question cuz they're going to think i'm an idiot and or maybe i'm asking it the wrong way or maybe you know, so how do you get through those types of feelings when you're in those rooms and in, in those settings? Because I know I'm not the only one that has those type of jitters. Think of it as you're a performer. Okay. And think of it as this is your moment and you're about to deliver. And just go out there. Sometimes I find that it's not always good to just practice. You can practice, but I find that once you just go mm -hmm. naturally. And be ebb and flow with it. Just go with the flow. Just be authentic about it. Because right. sometimes when you sound rehearsed, and I'm learning that more now as a news reporter out here in Colorado, sometimes it comes up as you're just being a robot. Like you're just reading verbatim. Like I'm reading it like this and sounding like this. Whereas like the way we're talking right now, see mm -hmm. how we're having the conversation? It's yeah. more natural. We're not sounding like we just rehearsed the script to come on and talk about what we're talking about right now. It's mm -hmm. so natural that where we actually can hear each other and can feel each other's emotions and you can understand and I understand where you're coming from and where I'm coming from. Right. That's how I approach that. Okay. Just be you. Just let it flow naturally. Okay. Nice. Sometimes Thank it's good to prepare for yourself. It's good to prepare. <laughs> okay, I do, yeah, I have little notes and, you know, yeah. I do that, but, but I right. come in blinds all the time. And the reason why I say that is because I taught a couple, I was also a college professor, by the way. I taught wow. a couple. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I was doing. There's a lot of things I've been doing over the last 30 years. That's one of them. I took a course last fall in public mm -hmm. speaking. Mm 
And that was one of the things I told my students is that it's good to prepare and have your scripts and notes ready. Right. But ultimately, once you get up there, it's not about reading verbatim your notes. Just use them as sources, but just be yourself and just be natural with it. Right. Your, let your feelings and your emotions flow with your words because people can understand and they can sense your authenticity when you come off that way, as opposed to just reading the script. And I mean, anybody can read the script, but how sincere are you sounding with reading that script? Right. You feel right, me? Right. That's mm -hmm. the way you want to come off when you talk to people, when you're delivering sports. They want to know that, oh, okay, I can adapt to somebody because they're actually sounding like I'm right next to that person. Right. Like you're talking to me. That's what's up. Thank you for those tips. Um, I wanted to ask you also pick your brain about, you know, being like writing articles. You know, I absolutely hate it. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I absolutely, I hate writing. It's just not because I always write the way I speak, literally, because I, when I was younger, I was, in, I think I was in 10th grade and my teacher told me I had no passion in my writing. So she said a way that, well, he said a way that you can work on that is to write the way you speak. Because when you're telling a story, you're deaf and, and it's a story you want to tell, you have passion behind it. So write like you speak. So now I'm, I drill that in my head all the time to make sure my writing has passion in it. And I write the way that I speak. And it's just sometimes articles take me hours to do. But I can give it to you in five minutes. But writing is just, I hate it. So what are some <laughs> writing tips for that you would say are the best tips when writing an article? Well, for one, let me just take it a step back here. In order to be a good writer, you have to be a good reader. Okay. Because that's a prerequisite in this business. You have to be able to read, and then that allows you to write. Okay. You can't write if you don't know what the words are you put on that paper. True. First and foremost. <laughs> that's always one of my things I tell youngsters. I say, you have to be able to write, and that entails reading. Mm -hmm. I know it's a challenge because it's a lot to put into a piece of paper or an article, but think of it this way. And I've also learned that running for newspapers and running for broadcast outlets are two different entities. They are so different. I mean, the information is the same, but when you're doing writing for broadcast and for maybe a newspaper, the style is so different. For broadcast, you're trying to talk to people on the air. You only get a certain amount of time to get something out to them, and you have to get the meat and potatoes out there before they decide to get disconnected. You're trying to right. keep their attention span before they say next station or next channel or whatever the case may be. For writing, though, for a newspaper, it's about getting all your ideas in a row. Like, mm -hmm. say you're going to cover it. Like, I see you got the Connecticut Sun silhouette behind you, for example. Mm -hmm. You're going to cover a game this year. So you're going to write a story about what happened, what was the outcome. You take your notes during the game. You write down all the big plays that you see that happens. And then you put that together and say, well, here's what happened. How the Sun were able to knock off Las Vegas and revenge that loss to the team that beat them for the title last year. And just go from there. Like, you really got to be into it, too. And right, I mean, there. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm, you're absolutely right about being into it, not to cut you off, but it's um, everyone who has read an article by me says I make them feel like that I'm there. But well, it's, that's good. It's more of how long it takes me. It's exhausting. Well, <laughs> if you're on deadline, well, here's the thing. If you're on a deadline and mm -hmm. you already know, you don't have much time to work with getting right. an article. You, you got to get that. You got to make that deadline, bottom line. 
I mean, if you get like a 30 minute time zone to get that mm -hmm. article, if you got 30 minutes. I would have the first paragraph, but maybe I should try giving myself a deadline. So, the, you know what I mean? Because I really don't have a deadline. It's for me, See. it's it's for just my own, you know, I went to the, right. the game, let me put an article out. You know, I'm trying more ways to put myself out there because that would be definitely something that I stare away from. Um, so maybe I should try setting a time limit. Here's what I would suggest though. Since you're working on your own, look at it like this. If you're looking to get your information out there ahead of time, I'm not saying that you should always want to be ahead of your competition because most important, you want to get everything right, right before you post. But if you know this is a big thing going on and you want to try and get the get your stuff out there before the rest of the pack does, mm -hmm. then that should allow you to yourself time to speed it up. Like, okay, I don't want such as to beat me to this article that I'm trying to put out there about what I saw and I was at the game. Right, so that right, should be right. motivation for you to say, okay, I'm going to move a little faster oh, here because okay. I want this out there. Makes sense. I mean, in this business, you already know competition is part of the game. Yeah? Oh, tell me everybody about wants it. To be, everybody <laughs> wants to be the first at the door. But yes, as we've seen do. in the past, it's not always safe to be at the first be at first because, yeah, you might be the first one on the scoop, but... You might be wrong. You could be dead wrong. That could be a detriment, and that has happened before. Sometimes it doesn't pay to be right and always in the front. It doesn't pay to be the first to the story all the time. You'd rather be accurate. Mm -hmm. And and it has to be, especially the way people get media now, you definitely don't want to look like somebody that just wanted to throw something out there. But it's like, wait a minute, this is so inaccurate. This is not even right. Like, right. What, is she, what, is, what is she doing? Right. You that makes sense. Sure, yeah. You want to be not, it's good to be first. But you also but want to be first and accurate. You okay. can get those two out the way. That's even better. Okay. Um, what has been the toughest part of your almost 30 year journey? Uh, I would think the toughest part is trying to adapt to new, new formats sometimes. I mean, cause when you're in a rhythm doing something regularly, you kind of get into it, but, um, once you have to change your approach, that could be a bit of a challenge, but nothing that it can't be done. So I think it's about adapting to change. It's like coming out here to Colorado, mm -hmm. I work with a speech coach out here who's teaching me to be a little more conversational about my delivery on the radio because oh, okay. coming from the East, when I was working for outlets out on the East, it was a lot more upfront, just read this, be direct, no personality. Out here, okay. I'm learning that. And I guess this maybe this is a part of the culture out here in the West because I'm seeing a lot more of that culture out here where it's a lot more laid back out here and they have a little more um, leeway and freedom to do things, if you will. So mm -hmm. I'm learning that as I go along out here. And I think that's good to know that I have a place where they say, be you and just have fun with it. Do your job, of course, but just let people know that, hey, you're talking to listeners and people are reading your stuff every day. You're their reason why they turn to you. Okay. And they want to know what C's got going on. C was on the scoop. She was at the game. I want to read C's piece because maybe C's got something that maybe somebody else doesn't have. Right. Or maybe Mike's got something else that another station doesn't have about something that's going on. Okay. That makes sense. That really does. And bring and ideas to the table, too, because they like to see okay. that. Bring a lot of good ideas. Like, if you're covering the sun, get around the team more. See if you can do interviews with players about topics related to the team or not maybe so much about the team. For example... In 2020, was, yeah, like in okay. 2020, I was covering the team and this was right around the pandemic. And this is also when George Floyd had happened. So I was mm -hmm. doing future stories about what the players were doing about social justice issues. It wasn't just about oh, them playing. 
Right. Like, right. Because remember, the WNBA was one of the first leagues that spearheaded the whole social yes. justice initiative mm-hmm. with the Black Lives Matter. And they were wearing it on and they were, and they, and they were letting everybody know we're taking a stance on this. So I asked some players what they were doing while they were in the bubble, by the way, playing in right. the pandemic. Even so, they were still committed to doing this because they felt it was just as important to show that they were in solidarity with social justice, not just because they're athletes they want to play and entertain. We want to show that we're human beings, too. So those are the kinds of things I bring to the table that they want to see at jobs because it shows that you have a human interest side to sports as well. And that's what I do out here. I'm not just covering sports. I'm bringing a human interest side to what goes on in sports. Like this, like Mark, like for example, March Madness. I'm working on the future Mm -hmm. now. It's not about just the teams that are coming out here this week to play in Denver. But what about the economic impact this tournament is going to have out here? What about the teams? What about the players, the families, and everybody's going to be traveling to a major city? What will that do for this region in terms of the social standpoint, the economic standpoint, and the morale standpoint? We're starting to come out of the pandemic now more and doing more outdoor stuff. Perhaps this is going to help people be a little more in harmony with each other. Okay. I like it. Well, I hope that you rock over there at your new gig at uh, um, at, at KUNC. That is correct. All righty. Um, I always like to ask, you know, you've been in this game almost 30 years, journalist, a reporter, um, broadcaster. How would you describe everything that you do in one word? Persistence. Because a lot of what I've gotten accomplished in life has been persistence because I don't wait for things to come to me. And as a reporter, you're trained, you're trained the mindset as a reporter that if you want to go after the big stories, you have to be persistent. Okay. You got to have a nose for news. A lot of what I do out here and not just here, but I was out in the East, I was doing the same thing. I had to present, again, that's where it goes back to the whole presenting ideas thing. I have to present ideas Go out there and grab things. Go out there and look up stuff, research. Use the downtime to go see what can I do to make myself more marketable and what I can do to bring ideas to the table. Nice. That's what persistence is all about because there's somebody out there always going to try and be a step ahead of you. Always. So I got so to make sure I stay on my game. Not that I'm worried about that because I work on myself and I got to do what I got to do for me. But you know, there's always people out there always trying to be a step ahead of you. So you got to try and keep ahead of them by doing what you know is best and staying a leg up on what you're doing. So this way you're not far too behind here. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Michael, for coming in, sharing your journey with me. And I hope that you continue to put out great work and hopefully get to see you maybe again in the future. And thank you for coming on Sports Talk with C. If I could recommend something to you since you're in your early stages of your career, I would recommend becoming a member of the NABJ. Okay. And I will ask you how to go about doing that um, so I can become a member. And I appreciate the tips. And if anyone wanted to truly get into this field, what type of advice would you give them? Hard work. And the reason why I, <laughs> the reason why I say it that way is, be, no, really, this is the reason why I emphasize it that way. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people do not want to put the work in like they like you and I have done. People want to find shortcuts. Mm -hmm. There are no shortcuts. You have to work for what you want. And as I said earlier, the persistency thing, if you want something, you have to be aggressive about it. That is under the umbrella of hard work. If you want it, go after it. Hard work, 
persistence. You heard him. And again, thank you for coming on Sports Talk with C. See, I appreciate having me on. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports.